healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to our very first episode of Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas, and we are so excited to be joined by Dr. Andrew Carrasco from the ValleyWise Community Health Center, 7th Avenue. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you for being here. So March is National Nutrition Month. And every week this month, we'll be touching on a different nutrition topic. Today, we're talking about all things energy drinks. And you've done quite a bit of research. I know you have a blog up right now on valleywisehealth.org uh, with lots of good information. What's it been like doing some of this research? Um, it's been fun. You know, uh, part of a mission of a physician is to impact uh, the community health, uh, to be uh, voice in public health. So it's definitely up our, um, uh, it's part of our mission as physicians. Uh, so it's been uh, kind of a continuum of what we're trained to do. How did you get into being in medicine? Why did you decide to pursue this? Um, so I started by just really uh, enjoying the science and appreciating how amazing the human body was. Um, you know, the caring for people uh, came later, actually. Um, but I just started geeking out in terms of how our body functions, how it uh, does what it does, how it moves, how it is able to sustain itself. Right. Um, then in um, later parts of college, um, I really appreciated the fact that a physician had a role in helping families be better, um, their mental health and physical health, um, helping optimize those things. And so um, one thing led to another, and I decided to commit to the role. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you doing all this research on energy drinks. I know I'm especially interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, I've drank energy drinks. I know a lot of us have. My husband drinks one every day. Sure. And so, um, you know, what is the major takeaway to start? What Are they safe at all? Yeah, that's a really great question to start with because uh, I don't want to poo-poo or downplay uh, the importance of this topic, but I also don't want to overemphasize it. Um, energy drinks um, are an option for energy, but um, my opinion and the opinion of the medical community is that they're a poor option. Um, they provide little benefit. Um, they can have the potential to provide some harms or cause some harms, I should say, and um, they have a lot of unregulated ingredients. So if you're drinking energy drinks for energy drink or for energy uh, itself, uh, I'd recommend to look elsewhere. So, I mean, th it does help some people. Some people really sure. depend on it and they feel like it gets them through the day. It makes them a better worker, a better parent. Um, are there any benefits? Well, it helps because of the ingredients that energy drinks have, in, in particular the caffeine and the additive stimulants. Just like the cup of coffee that I drank this right. morning helped me focus for maybe this interview, 
um, or for a worker to get through the day, especially the morning part, um, the energy drink will provide sub some essence of uh, increased stamina. So there is benefit, uh, but it's short term. So what would be the difference then between an energy drink? Who's to say, oh, your coffee is or your soda is better than an energy drink? Is it made of chemicals? Is it? Yeah, good question. I mean, it's not uncommon for uh, one of my patients to be quite uh, surprised when I tell them how distinct an energy drink is from a soda. So many times we kind of just group them as one of uh, the same beverage, but they are very distinct. Um, so a soda is a beverage with carbonated water, sugar or artificial sweetener, and some flavorings. Mm-hmm. A soft drink um, typically contains water, sugar, and some electrolytes. Um, but an energy drink will have carbonated water, sugar, but much higher quantities than in a soda, caffeine, also much higher quantities than in a soda, and um, other ingredients, which are not in soft drinks and sodas, and we call these herbs or additive supplements. So what are some of the side effects? What are some of the negative potentials for energy drinks? Yeah, well, just to step back, I mean, the it goes back to the ingredients. So mm-hmm. the, the energy drink um, has larger amounts of caffeine. And just to illustrate for comparison's sake, a typical can of soda will have somewhere around 35 milligrams of caffeine. Um, that is compared to a typical cup of coffee, depending on how strong you make it, will have around 80 milligrams of caffeine. In contrast, an energy drink will have anywhere between 100 to 400 milligrams of caffeine in a 16-ounce beverage of energy drink. Right. That is a tenfold increase of caffeine. It's a big difference. Uh, huge difference. And on top of that, it has these additive stimulants, some of which are guarana, ginseng, yohimbing. And these um, added stimulants and herbs are not harmful in and of themselves. Uh, in fact, all of these ingredients could be good and have beneficial aspects to them. For example, yohimbing uh, is, um, has some mild aphrodisiac effects. Uh, taurine is a amino acid important in many metabolic functions in the brain and is so safe that it, since the 1980s, it's actually in all or most of infant formulas. Wow. Uh, ginseng is something that promotes uh, immune system and uh, has properties that are well known to Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a plant root that does imbuse, uh, boost the immune system. And caffeine also is something that in moderate amounts increases mood and helps one focus. But it's when these ingredients are consumed in large quantities and in addition uh, or in tandem with caffeine that they can pose, pose risks. And these risks include um, symptoms that don't feel good. Things like chest pain, nervousness, fidgetiness, uh, abdominal pain, um, upset stomach, diarrhea. Uh, and so it's, it's the amount of these ingredients 
Absolutely. that is directly correlating to how much symptoms are caused. Which is the case for most things, right? It's all about the balance and everything right. in moderation. Right. For those of you just tuning in, we are talking with Dr. Andrew Carrasco from the ValleyWise Community Health Center about the impact of energy drinks. And you can actually make an appointment with Dr. Carrasco or any of our other fantastic district medical group providers by visiting our website, valleywisehealth.org, or you can call one 855-9973. So not to put you on the spot, but you're a young guy. You went to medical school. I'm sure you had late nights and were busy. Did you ever drink energy drinks yourself? Um, Yes, uh, often at midnight right before a test for (laughs) uh, medical school. Um, And yeah, I I and my friends wanted something to get us through. Um, And so... In the short term, it did help to stay awake until yeah. 1 or 2 a.m., which is, again, not healthy and not uh, recommended. But um, in a pinch, it does, do to some job. degree, do the job. Um, but uh, I also... Uh, You're older and wiser decided, now, and I, now I could have I could have decided differently. I yeah. could have decided to just improve my sleep uh, and uh, just uh, tell myself that the test was going to be okay also. Well, that's the thing. So a lot of young kids use this. We have so much pressure on, you know, starting from elementary school even to perform um, in sports and in school and through high school and college. So is it different if a kid drinks this versus an adult, would you say, for growing bodies and Absolutely. minds? So um, the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, and the American Academy of Family Physicians we recommend a certain threshold uh, or certain cutoff of caffeine um, for different age groups. For adults, we recommend somewhere around under 200 milligrams per day. And for adolescent or teenager, uh, no more than 100 milligrams okay. of caffeine. Which and, amounts to about what, a cup? Um, well, energy drinks themselves could have anywhere between that 100 to 400 milligrams of caffeine. So depending on the product itself, you could easily surpass that. Um, But the medical community was clear to actually not recommend uh, adolescent or children to consume these drinks after um, many case reports of overdoses. Oh, wow. So how did they do that? Was there a disclaimer on the cans or did they just... They Put make it out a, in media. Yeah, there, there, there are most, uh, most entities have now put a disclaimer saying that it may be unsafe. Uh, however, like most of us know, young individuals are not really keen on really <laughs> deciding what is best for them. Listening to, uh, yes. Yeah, as a teenager, your normal behavior is to do things that are a little risky and kind of push the limits and to kind of discover the world for yourself. So they may not be the best, uh, the most insightful consumers to make this decision. Right. So it's up to the parents to really watch because you can buy these anywhere now. I mean, they've been around for decades. You can buy them in the grocery store. You can buy them at the gas station. Yeah. They're they're right next to uh, other caffeinated beverages and sodas in, in, uh, you know, uh, gas stations. Um, uh, you know, and it's important to note that energy drinks are marketing mostly to young individuals. There's um, the marketing strategies, for example, are at sport events or athletic sponsorships. Right. Um, I can't, for example, 
watch a mountain biking video or a snowboarding video without coming across one of these energy drink um, advertisements. You're so right. Yeah. And, you know, we are seeing that it's working. Um, the, priority, the, the primary consumer of these drinks are young people. According to the American Academy of uh, Preventative Medicine, uh, a study in 2010 showed that 34% of 18 to 24-year-olds um, are regularly consuming these drinks. And as regularly, uh, it's mentioned regularly as in three times uh, per week. So, okay. it, you know, it's the marketing strategies are working. So um, when we were preparing for this show, our, our audio producer who's helping us put this show together was saying that he actually had a friend who went to the emergency room because he drank, um, what was it, four energy drinks within 24 hours? Yeah, he, he posted on social media that he went to the ER because he had four of the ones. They're, they're kind of a taller can. I'm not going to say the name. Mm-hmm. Um, within, I, I want to say it was about four hours. But um, What four, was he doing? Was he and, studying for a test or how? Do I don't remember? know. He just, he just just said the addiction is real. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, so his heart rate, he said, was a, a 100 beats per minute for over 24 hours. Mm. So that uh, What that does that mean to him. you when you hear that? 100 beats well, it it it, uh, it highlights one uh, negative health adverse effect uh, that the medical community is 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 aware that energy drinks can cause, which is irregular heart rhythms, or in the medical terms, we call it superventricular or ventricular tachyarrhythmia. That's a fancy Just, word for it. Yeah, yeah, it's a fancy word, but it's it's a scary word in that it means the heart beating like it should not be beating. Mm-hmm. So because you you're know, resting, but it's acting like you're working out really right. hard. It's it's moving fast, but it's moving in a way that it should not be moving. The heart, uh, amazingly, has the ability to control its own beat, uh, but when uh, it's exposed to large amounts of caffeine or stimulants, it can uh, literally uh, have electricity moving through it in a way that's irregular. Wow. I wonder if this has anything to do with today's culture of everyone feels like they have anxiety. Everyone's super stressed out. That's not a normal way to live on a day-to-day basis in that yeah. heightened state of alertness and awareness. I wonder if that kind of has something to do with it. Right. I mean, we, we definitely want to um, be more in focus. Uh, we want to concentrate better. There are There is a, a good intent behind wanting to... Um, be more in charge with school or, or academic performance or work performance or, or even a, a task related to your personal life. But, um, but yeah, there is also a culture uh, that is malproductive and causing a lot of anxiety. So the, the fact that a, one of our beverages could be exacerbating mm-hmm. both of these or one of these things well, it may not actually help focus one as well as we hope it and causing adverse effects like anxiety and heart rate problems and this uh, feeling of, uh, of chest pain. And it's a vicious cycle, right? So I know for me personally, I've tried to quit coffee, mm. but if I'm really tired in the morning, I'll drink it. And I'm actually really sensitive, so I can't sleep 
Mm. Even if I have coffee, a little bit of caffeine at 8 a.m., I'll be up till midnight. Mm. And then I wake up and I'm tired the next day because mm. I didn't go to sleep. And so it's hard to break that cycle. Yeah, the body will adjust depending on what you're feeding it uh, and what you're putting inside of it. So your body's hormone response, your circadian rhythm, your sleep cycle will all be adjusted based on what we're putting inside of it. And so um, it, it will be an adjustment uh, if you're used to drinking these and you stop, uh, just like it'll be an adjustment if you stopped caffeine right. or from coffee. By the way, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Carrasco from the Valleywise Community Health Center, 7th Avenue, about the pros and cons of energy drinks if you're just tuning in. Um, this is very interesting, and I really appreciate you um, taking some time. I know we were talking about young kids or young adults drinking energy drinks earlier. Um, what happens if they mix the energy drinks with alcohol? Well, this is um, this is what's behind uh, what we fear is behind most of the hospitalizations, ER visits, and even deaths that have occurred from energy drink consumptions. Uh, there's been more than 20,000 cases of emergency room visits oh, wow. from the years of 2007-2011 related to energy drink consumption. Now, the data is uh, not clear as how much of these cases uh, were uh, incidents that individuals mixed energy drinks with alcohol. Uh, alcohol. Uh, and that's because the data came from U.S. Poison Control Centers and when they were querying the data, they used uh, caffeine toxicity mm. as uh, the search word. Um, and the electronic health records did not um, distinguish the caffeine sources. But, um, you know, the unfortunate reality is that there is a rise among young individuals mixing the two, energy drinks and alcohol. Um, and the diuretic effects of both the energy drinks uh, and alcohol can really compound the dangers of dehydration right. and causes an interesting um, phenomenon where the stimulant effect of the energy drink is masking the intoxicating effect of alcohol. Right, so, because alcohol is a depressant. That's right. But then the energy drink's a stimulant. So. so what happens is that you get this as the consumer of both mixed drinks, you have an altered perception of your intoxication mm -hmm. and you think you could drink more. You don't realize how drunk you're getting. And that leads to frank poisoning, which uh, leads to poor decision-making and increased risk of risky behavior like oh. drunk driving, um, violence, and um, unsafe sex. I never thought of that. Um, when you say 20,000 emergency room visits, that's quite an impressive number. But let's think about one patient. Why would one patient be coming in, what would they be feeling um, or would a friend be bringing them in? What would be some of their symptoms? Yeah, typically, if uh, patients are drinking uh, an exorbitant amount of energy drink, uh, they will feel uh, fidgetiness, uh, chest pain, um, anxiety, tremor, um, abdominal pain, um, and anxiety. Um, certainly if you're having palpitations or this feeling that you're this uncomfortable feeling of your chest pounding out mm -hmm. uh, or your heart uh, pounding out of your chest, that would definitely be an alarming symptom that yeah. uh, would, would urge you to seek help. Do you know if anyone's died from overconsumption? No, not personally, but uh, in residency, uh, 
rotating through the emergency room. Uh, there were two cases that I came across uh, where young individuals uh, were uh, ingesting several substances. Uh, energy mm-hmm. drinks was part of it. One of it. You're right. What are some of the, I know you, you did list off some of the ingredients in these energy drinks. If someone's trying to do their own research um, and they're looking in the back of these cans, if they, want, if they needed an energy drink, but they wanted to choose the best option, is that even a possibility? Could they look at the back of the ingredients and say, okay, if it's got this, I'm not going to get that one? Yeah. You know, I wish I could say there was a way, but uh, Lauren, to be uh, early blunt, uh, when you look behind a can of energy drink, uh, what you see may not be what you're actually getting. Mm. And for a consumer, this should raise some alarm bells uh, because we definitely uh, want to know what we're getting. Of course. But the U.S. FDA or Food Drug Administration um, labels energy drinks differently. Uh, a can of soda is, according to the U.S. FDA, is food. Now, I, as a physician, have a problem with that uh, right. classification, but it also labels energy drink as a dietary supplement. And this is because of these additive stimulants that we talked about before. Um, they're able to sidestep regulation because um, under the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994, if you have a product with supplements, you don't have to be labeled as food and therefore um, the exact ingredient details in terms of the quantity, the purity of them can be inaccurate. Wow. And, um, you just assume that right. you're being taken care of and that the right. powers that be are monitoring this stuff, but you really have to be your own advocate. It sounds right. like. Absolutely. Um, so let's say someone's hearing this right now and having a, a, a moment where they're realizing, wow, maybe I do drink too many of these and they're trying to be better. Um, what are some alternative, healthier lifestyle choices that people can start to practice? Sure. And actually, I think I appreciate that question the most uh, out of our talk, just because it, 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 it goes to the point where you should not be looking for energy in a can. Um, energy can be obtained uh, elsewhere. And a lot of it has to do with the good old-fashioned things that our mom and grandma have told us eat better, sleep well, and yep. do some exercise. Now, specifically, um, I don't want to uh, um, downplay it, that eating better um, is really going to help you with your energy. Um, in particular, a diet that is a Mediterranean-like diet, rich in vegetables and fruit, and mm-hmm. uh, high in good fats like nuts and fish, and low in red meat, um, will be beneficial. Uh, maintaining a good sleep hygiene as in uh, maintaining the consistent hours and avoiding screen time from a TV or iPhone or laptop one hour before sleep will provide you with good energy. Uh, Exercising three times per week uh, with moderate intensity uh, anaerobic exercise, uh, the kind that's getting you huffing and puffing three times a week will give you good energy. I guarantee you if you do these things after a week, you'll you'll feel a lot better. You'll sleep better, you'll feel better, you'll work better, everything. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Was there anything else that you really wanted to hammer home before we close? Um, I just wanted to emphasize that the energy drink consumption um, for our viewers uh, to realize that energy drink consumption is really rising among young individuals. And so whether uh, our listeners are young themselves, um, we all kind of know 
young people around us, whether our friends or family. Yep. Um, according to a survey study in 2007 by the Journal of Nutrition, uh, 54% of college students, uh, respondents of this survey, reported uh, regularly mixing alcohol with energy drinks. So uh, this is really where the danger lies um, in at-risk populations. And Absolutely. if you uh, know of them, um, if you have a young person and you come across an opportunity to, um, to educate, uh, I would just encourage you to do so. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this has been great information. We are going to be touching on different nutrition topics every week. So please tune in next Sunday or listen on the podcast. We'll be talking about topics like obesity, food poisoning, and diabetes. So thank you for listening. And thank you, Dr. Carrasco. Yeah, glad to do it. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a ValleyWise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.